as speech pathologists, we, we do really get it. We understand the importance of communication and, and social connections. And it's important to learn that how one way of treating or, or working with a, a client isn't necessarily going to be what works for another client in a different state or from a different tribe. If we've got assessment findings that are robust, then we don't have to make any presumptions. And I strongly believe in the value and worth of what we do and the difference we make. Hello, and welcome to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation about an area or topic related to all things speech pathology. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Okay, so this is Erin West, the NDIS and Practice Advisor at Speech Pathology Australia, and I'm here today talking with some staff from SCOPE. Would you better introduce yourselves, please? Sure. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Lyon, Manager of Capacity Building Services at SCOPE's Communication Inclusion Resource Centre. Hilary Johnson, the Strategic Research Advisor. And Georgia Byrne, Communication Access Consultant and Co-Coordinator of the Communication Access Team. It's great to be able to speak with you today. Um, I was just going to ask you, what is communication accessibility? We hear about it all the time, but what does it really mean? I guess it really means that you can go anywhere in the community and get your message across and be treated with respect. Uh, And that's particularly important for people who might have difficulties communicating because often people don't listen to them, um, won't use any other method of communicating with them except speech, um, and they walk away feeling dispirited and so become excluded from the community. And I believe you've got a program at Scope um, around being communication accessible. Would you better tell us more about that? So we've got a communication access team that's led by people with communication difficulties. We've got a team of approximately 10 to 15 uh, assessors who go out into the community and work with businesses and services to provide training and assess them on their level of communication access and they need to reach a certain level of minimum standards around so there's a checklist um, that they complete in their assessments and if that business or service meets those minimum standards they're awarded with the communication access symbol so it's an accreditation program. And how would an organisation go about becoming communication accessible or being able to display that communication access symbol? you asked. So we have been working with a number of different sized businesses and services in the community uh, and it really is a customised approach with each one of those. So depending on the number of staff, depending on their location, um, will depend on what the the process looks like. But generally uh, we have a pre-intervention phase where it's a preparation phase where we work with the business or service to train their staff and to develop customised resources for for their staff to be able to use with customers with communication difficulties. Uh, And then we will so there's the training aspect the the resource development uh, and then of course the assessment process where the assessors will go in and assess that business or service but that follows it generally Um, so we've worked with places like uh, Victoria Police where we uh, are currently working with them Georgia can talk about that project Um, but we've also worked with places like Metro Trains Melbourne where they've got three and a half thousand staff so we did a a train the trainer model there Uh, and also um, Yarra Trams so where we're providing hundreds of training sessions to their drivers and um, authorised officers uh, and then they'll go into the assessment phase. And I guess what's sort of special about communication access um, is that it's not about just about awareness. 
It's about once you re- meet the standards, then you actually follow through a, a process so that you can maintain the standards over time. So when we're not going in doing training and then um, they, they get to, to put up the communication access symbol and then everybody walks away and then you walk in and it's a different set of staff who haven't been trained. In order for people to continue to show the communication access symbol, they have to have an ongoing commitment to keep training their staff. Yeah, and we've worked, um, along, as Katie said, alongside uh, Victoria Police as part of a National Disability Insurance Scheme, Informational Linkages, Capacity Building, National Readiness Grant. Um, and that's been an amazing project where we've worked with some really fantastic police officers that are um, really unaware of people with communication disability and um, what kind of communication supports and strategies are necessary. Um, but despite that, they're really keen to be uh, improving their capacity to be responding to um, all community members um, and we've developed communication resources and we're about to award our first station uh, in Victoria which is really exciting. And when you say assessment sometimes people get a little bit scared off when we're talking about assessment can you talk a little bit more about what that might involve? Yeah, so um, we generally, for some businesses and services, have a, um, a, a mystery customer at the beginning to get sort of some baseline information and some recommendations on where the improvements need to be made. Um, and then the assessment phase, after we've done the intervention around um, training and resource development, will involve somebody going into that service, so somebody with a lived experience going into that service uh, and completing a checklist and on their experience of how communication accessible their interaction was. So um, there is a number of uh, items on that checklist but as we talked about a, a set of minimum standards that they need to achieve in order to pass that assessment. Yeah. And that's ongoing to um, establish, as you were saying um, Hilary, that uh, communication accessible symbol over time. So is there, there like a follow-up assessment that happens down the track? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think when we look at physical accessibility, you might put a ramp um, down and that that's not going to go anywhere but when we were looking at the social environment um, and really upskilling staff there can be a lot of staff turnover and movement so a business might be awarded one day with the communication access symbol where all their staff have um, received the the training and are able to display those um, communication access standards um, but that can change um, quite quickly so there is that ongoing sustainability um, that we talked about um, to ensure that those standards are maintained over time. And for a large organisation it's generally a three-year licence review process so that involves um, uh, having reassessments throughout that process and, and just ensuring that the standards are maintained. And why is it important, do you think, for businesses to be communication accessible? very important for <laughs> businesses and services to be communication accessible really for any customer that walks through the door so for anyone that um, whether they have barriers to communication or um, it might it's not just for people with communication disability it's for people who experience barriers with communication at any level uh, and we've seen a lot of the resources that we've developed benefit people from cultural and linguistically diverse backgrounds um, tourists etc so it is any sort of communication barrier it addresses that and it's just about providing good customer service um, to any customer that walks through the door. Yeah, we have a really sort of rights-based uh, perspective that at the end of the day communication is a basic human right um, and Australia being signatory to the UN Convention of Rights of People with Disabilities, um, we really uh, need to be ensuring that everybody in our community can access the information that they need and get their message across. 
And I suppose when we're speaking about that sort of thing, it's not just a business that's a speech pathology business, but a post office or the bank or, or anywhere really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And generally, uh, uh, the places that have been awarded have been mainstream services that we've worked with in the community. So there's been a big push in Victoria around the public transport system. So um, most of our large contracts have been working with places like, as I said, Metro Trains, V-Line, um, Yarra Trams we're currently working with so there has been a big push in the public transport system but we've had businesses and services over health Speech Pathology Australia of course has been awarded with the communication access symbol uh, and places like the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission so we've got a range of businesses and services that have been interested in communication access and it just seems to be getting more and more um, more and more yeah, uh, of a great momentum. idea for yeah, more and more momentum. momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is really exciting for us. So, what's next for the communication access team? Oh, the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the the symbol was launched in two thousand and eleven. So we're now looking at eight years um, and I think we've reached some sort of tipping points in services we now know we have all of the processes in line to award licenses and to make this happen so we're more prepared now to move outside Victoria we've started to look at um, licensing people to do communication access in New South Wales and South Australia we've had a lot of interest internationally so I think um, hopefully we can really be part of the international um, communication project that SPARA are looking at and maybe give some ideas about how we promote communication access worldwide. And where can people go for more information about communication accessibility? They can come to us at Scopes Communication and Inclusion Resource Centre. So our number is 03-9843-2000 and our website is www.scopeost.org. And you can talk to any one of us in the communication access team and we'd love to have a chat with you about it in more detail. Thanks so much for your time, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.